This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. Once again, everybody, welcome to an all-new episode of the Polykill Podcast. As always, I'm your host, and I'm here with a special guest filling in for Briz this time around, big old Jake from the Big Hat State of Texas. Hey! Welcome back, dude. It's good to be back. It's been a while. The belt buckle's not as big as I thought it would be. It's not nearly as big. It does have a gun in it, though. There's <laughs> a gun in the belt buckle. Yeah. You just open it up, concealed weapon. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. Are you happy to be back? I am. I It took a while to get uh, reacclimated to life in general because I worked every day, overnight shifts the entire time I was gone. So it uh, took me a while to get kind of back in the groove of normal life. I don't know that I'm fully there yet, but uh, glad to see some, some hills and some green. Yeah. Because I was in the flat, brushy, brambly, scrubby desert. Uh, nothing around me but fire and wolves. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad to to be back where there's bears and trees. You should have written a Jack London novel. I should have. I felt very connected with the environment. Uh, have you ever read The Dog Stars? No. Okay. I felt like I was in that book. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's about nighttime and dogs. It's about, you know, survival and there's no one around because that's kind of what it felt like. This place was basically a compound with a big industrial kitchen and pallets of canned food and uh, refrigerators filled with bottles of water and yeah it was in the middle of nowhere and i still think that the things you're saying people have no idea what you were doing or what you're there for they just get these little fed these drip fed yeah, it sounds, things about I, I think it sounds cooler that way so i'm maybe. just gonna leave it yeah because like they know a lot about tumbleweeds right um, you did snap me a fire in the middle of the desert that yep. you were a part of yep um a lot of conspiracy theories a lot of conspiracy you theories. were believed to be bradley cooper by some authorities yes Someone I mean, who is well versed in government secrets? It is. So that look like Bradley Cooper. It's intense. Well, I'm happy to have you back, and I do want to uh, appreciate Briz for being on the show. He did Absolutely. a great job, and we'll have him back on. I'm sure. Now, Polykill is a two man show, but as every good marriage, it's always good to have a third in there every now and then. Yeah, so keep maybe it spicy. Can, yeah, keep it spicy. So we'll keep it spicy. Maybe have Briz back when he's not playing Fallout 76. Right. Speaking of, as of yesterday, of course. Well. Uh, when this show was released, as of a few days ago, uh, Briz did release a day in Appalachia, a yeah. video about Fallout seventy six, and his way of sort of defending his honor and right. his his taste in I Fallout like seventy six. He feels like he's backed into a bit of a corner. Yeah, I mean, he the guy likes what he likes, but uh, you know that game may not be for everybody, but it's certainly for Briz. It's definitely for Briz. And uh, he's, I just saw it called Fallout seventy sucks the other day, and oh. I was like, ah, that's funny. Why hasn't that been said? I know. That should be what this podcast is for. <laughs> <laughs> we missed our opportunity. We did. But yeah, go check out that video. Uh, Briz has been uploading more and more videos on the channel because Jake and I have not. Far more than we have. Yeah, so thank yeah. you, Briz, and please go check that out. I've made a few more friends, that is, NES friends. Right, you have. A uh, little Rygar, little Batman, they're all mm-hmm. NES games, so please check that out. Yeah, do if, it. You know, Jay, you're a little jealous of NES friends. You think I got more friends now. Well, you do. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but please go check that out, youtube.com forward slash Nest Friend. And I'll, I'll, stop, I'll stop pushing it after a while. I doubt it. After a while. We shouldn't. I'm, it's good content. I think so. But, yeah, you know, this, this, is a, this, is a, this is a very sophomoric podcast. We should be having fun talking about dicks and farts. <laughs> and Nest Friend is very sterile. It's, it's academic. It is, well, a little bit. It's fun, fun academic. I'm like the fun, te- the fun math teacher. Right. Hey, I substitute. Come in. 
Talk yeah. about Nintendo games. Exactly. Yeah. Sub- the substitute. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, guys, if you're new to the show, it's usually Jake and I. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about beating games, playing games, knocking games off the backlog, mm-hmm. and then having a fun discussion at the end. We're never too serious. Never too serious. And we're never on top of the latest gaming news or trends. We're just... Hardly ever. We're just here to have fun. We just talk about what we like to play. Occasionally, you know, relevant topics might surface. Might be a hot take sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But, and by the time it gets to us, lukewarm Fallout 70 take. sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, lukewarm take by <laughs> yeah. the time we get a hold of it. Yeah. All right, well, let's move into the meat of the business. Business meat, girl. Recent pickups and on the radar. Felt good to have you back mm. there. Harmony. I only picked up a game. Because I am going to be a guest on the Cartridge Club Game of the Month podcast mm-hmm. at the end of this year month, February 2019, February. year of our Lord, and it's going to be Catherine. I'm playing it on the 360 by way of the Xbox One backwards compat. I put the disc in. It did the whole thing. I do have a 360, but it's easier to stream. Sure. I did a little streamy doodle. Yeah. Four people watched, Very and nice. they told me they had fun. Good. Um but I don't know whether to believe them or not. Sure, I don't know that one. You never know. Yeah, it's hard to say. So, uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Okay. And do you consider that part of your collection or just part of a... Yeah, the reason, I mean, I the reason I kind of picked it up, I know it's um, it's it's sort of a cult Definitely. game. And I think it's a neat thing to have. Atlas mm. makes neat things. They do. I think it's a good, I think it's a keeper for the shelf. Sweet. So I wanted to get it and play it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a lot of Switch things uh, whilst I was, um, you know, as they say, deep in the heart of Texas, yeah. preceded by four claps. I uh, had a lot of Switch games delivered. So when I got back, I had this little trove of games. Now, was um, your poor wife responsible for seeking all these things on the back porch and well, no. compiling them well, in a box for I you? Well, technically, yeah, she did that. Yeah. Now, does that mean she's now, I guess you can't really hide 100 Switch games on a shelf. But I, I have done a good job. But now she she knows <laughs> she knows that you're in she knows yeah okay I don't know if she knows how deep <laughs> but she knows I'm in um, but yeah so I had a whole bunch uh, I will be making a, a collection update video at some point for those that enjoy watching that I know I do um, so I won't go through all of them because I did have a lot but what I'll say is I did eclipse the century mark I am now over 100 physical Switch games in my collection, which is roughly a quarter of what's available according to uh, game value now. So I think it's roughly accurate because that, that catalogs like imports, special editions, mm-hmm. and doubles, and things like that. Uh, I don't think it covers variants, but I don't think there's a whole lot of those at this point. And you don't really seem I to don't care really so much? I care about the variant stuff. Maybe like when I have everything else and there's nothing else to buy, I'll do that. But That's, that's the board collector's move is to... Right. How many screws are in this cartridge? Because I got to have both kinds. You know, that's yeah. when you get down to that. Yeah. So, uh, but s- some fun ones that I picked up. I did get new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, which is the repackaging of the Wii U kind of like platformer mm-hmm. uh, Mario that does include Super Luigi U or whatever it's called. And I was one of the sixteen people that actually played and beat that on the Wii U itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. Um, so this is a cool little package. I never got to play this, obviously, because I didn't have a Wii U. So I got that. I picked it up for 50 bucks, which is decent. You yeah, know, I think it's, so. It's hard, it's hard to get a, a Nintendo game. It's got Mario in the title. Around release, yeah, yeah uh, for less than 60 uh, I did pick up uh, Tales of Vesperia, the sort of deluxe remaster edition, uh, which is Tales games I think are very interesting. I really like the battle systems. I like the stories. I like the mood. Because uh, they're like a hardcore like JRPG series, but the battle system is different. You know, it's not your turn-based fare. It's a little more like real-time. Can we make a move to just call it a jerpage? Jerpage? 
Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Just think about it. I'll think about it. Uh, I also picked up Wargroove, which is one that I've been really looking forward to. I did go ahead and just slam down on that digitally, uh, which normally I would wait for a Fizzadish in the event that there would be one. I kind of feel like this might eventually get a Fizzadish release, but I don't care because I really just wanted to play this. Now, Wargroove also uh, sounds like a good name for a band. It definitely does. Um, and I think it really should mm-hmm. be a band at some point. But uh, most of you probably know what this is. It's sort of an Advance Wars style game. Sweet animation, tactical animation. RPG. Yeah, just gorgeous. Um, lots of cool characters to unlock in a campaign and a build your own campaign mode and a local and online multiplayer. So there's a lot to it for 20 bucks. I couldn't pass it up. And that was digital. Digital. Okay. Not Fizzadish. And the Fizzadish is you say it is available. No, not that oh. it's not available now. Okay. I just imagine that at some point it will get one. I see. Oh, right. Kind of like Hollow Knight or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um so yeah, I got those. Uh I also did f- pick up yesterday, I did pick up Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that game. So cool. And to see it on the Switch. And so. Meat Boy Forever is gonna be soon Soon-ish. to the Switch, right? Yeah. So. I don't know if it'll be getting uh if beginning a physical release or not but i know it'll be possibly i feel like the super meat boy was like yeah we're gonna do this yeah maybe this it first. made more sense for them to release the first game first and then have the other one come out physically yeah. as well yeah oh. Ho- hopefully that's the case yep. so anyway uh, a decent amount of pickups on the old switcherooski yeah dude so um yeah i've been been spending a lot of time with that it was a real lifesaver out there in tejas uh, taking the old Switcherooski with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and uh, one of my workmates played a lot of Super Smash Bros. Had a lot of really fun, like, best of three sort of matches where you know, he'd play Pikachu and I'd play Meta Knight or he'd play Fox and I'd play Captain Falcon and had some nice rivalries going on. Right on. It was fun. There's nothing better than smashing a workmate out in the desert. Boy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. On the radar. Here we go. All yeah. right. It's it's the time of year now where it's starting to kick up, Jake. Pick. February is a hot month. It's it's been hot for the last couple of years. Been some yeah. good ones. I think a Monster Hunter was a was maybe a Feb. Yeah, I think it was. Or certainly it's, maybe a January. But still, right. uh, the early year is not the uh, the dearth of game releases that maybe it once was. Not like the end of the year. True, true that. So I'm looking at Crackdown Three Crackdown. on the Xbox One. Yeah, I will be getting that as I'm a Game Pass subscriber. And that's one where I, where I will bend and play online with other people. It is very fun that way, I think. I can't imagine enjoying the first two games by myself, honestly. Mm. It became Orb Hunter, and just it's 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 fun with, mm. with multiple people. And uh, Far Cry New Dawn. New Dawn, yeah. This is a $40 release, too. Yeah, indeed. I just learned that. Um, I don't know how soon I'll get it. I actually more want to play Rage 2. And these two sure. games look so much alike. Yeah. Um, and I've already done to Far Cry Five. I've already, and I know it's going to be different right. as as a Blood Dragon would be to a Far Cry Three. Three. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of ready to move on and do Rage Two. Do something a little diff. Yeah. But New Dawn's on my radar. Sure. At it, and that's, it wasn't until I saw it was forty bucks. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's actually kind of on my radar now. Yeah, true that. And both of those uh, Crackdown Three and Far Cry New Dawn are February fifteenth, mm-hmm. day after Valentine's Day. So hell's yes. Soon. Soon-ish. Uh, one for me, uh, February 15th, February 22nd, like some hot dates. Um, I don't really care about most of the big releases, um, but I am really curious about Metro Exodus. I really love the Metro games. I haven't beaten them, but I do like them. I like the tone. Mm-hmm. I like the post-apocalyptic Russian subway bullshit. I enjoy that. It's cool. So this one looks bigger, better. Um, 
I think it's going to be good from 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 early indications. So this one's on my radar. I will probably get this at some point. It's it's not a, a rush for me to pick this up because I'm busy with other things. But I am very excited and hopeful for this game. Yeah, no real hype, but excited. Yeah, if that same. Makes sense. And it's weird because I, I haven't really heard as much about this game. Yeah, it's kind of in. sneaking up on us a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's stealthy. And then one that, you know, it's it's obviously a game they didn't make for old Trav, but a lot of folks are buzzing about Anthem. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be coming out February 22nd on all the big boys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. More power to them. More power to them. Yeah. Big, open, multiplayer game. Yeah. Not unlike Division or Anthem, those or Division or uh, Destiny, those kinds right. of games. So right. Good for those folks. Yeah. I'm wait and see on that. You know, that's kind of my take. It's like, eh. If your friends are into it, maybe if there's a lot of hype and... E- even if. Like, I have other games to play. It's fair. It's fine. Yeah. Fair enough. But I'm, I'm hopeful. I hope it works out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, what happened last time? Let's check it out. Previously on Polykill, Jake is still down in the big hat state of Texas, chasing tumbleweeds around in his underwear, pretending to be Bradley Cooper and believing all the conspiracy theories. So Briz steps in one more time to fill in. Briz pulls a Jake and beats nothing while Trav knocks out Shining Soul 2 and puts a bow on Golf Story. It's cold outside, so games that have a nice wintry mix serve as the topic of discussion. And we're back. Games. Oh, shit. Sorry. <coughs> and we're back. Well, Jake, you weren't here, I unfortunately. Weren't. I weren't here. Uh, but Jake, Briz did do a good job being you. He didn't beat any games. Okay. I felt right at home. Yeah, you know, typical. It felt good. Uh, we we went over your conspiracy theories, and we we got some emails. Some people were questioning, you know, if you were okay, and if you really were in Texas, and if you were like maybe in an asylum somewhere. And we told them that uh, we don't know. Mm. We don't know. So that's fair. There's a lot of mystery around where you were, but uh, you know, Brisfield in did great. We talked about games that chilled us to the bone. Yeah, that was that was a cool idea. One of those last, you know how we do around here, a little last minute idea. It's like, sure. hey, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. I'm currently cold. <laughs> let's well, talk about that. Let's talk about cold games. So yeah. that's what we did. A lot of fun there. So thanks again, Briz, for being on the show. And hopefully we warmed you or we uh, we cooled you down a little bit. Mm. You were in Texas. Maybe you listened to this. and uh, Yeah, it was still cold out there, though. Was it? It was the desert. Okay. So cold Fair at enough. Night. Yeah. At night, especially, I'm sure. Yeah, it was like 70 during the day and 20 at night. No fun. Nah, no really. fun. All right. So games that we've completed. Yeah. We have completed games. Well, you've had plenty of time. I've had decent amount of time since the last cast casting of the pod. Uh, but the first one that I guess I'll talk about here is I think our friend uh, Diego said it's pronounced Gris, right? I don't know. I think he said that. <laughs> uh, but it's it looks like Gris or Grits if the T was missing. Right. Yes. Or Grease if it were if maybe Italian. Yeah. Anyway, I think we all know the game that we're talking about. It's this highly stylized like puzzle platformer, for lack of a better definition, because I don't think it really fully fits that. Um, but it is a gorgeous, gorgeous game that uh, um, I think it probably took me a little less than three hours to play through the entire thing. I did it in two playthroughs, even though the first play, play session was maybe 30 minutes, and then like I had to set it down. And then I came back to it and played for like two hours, two and a half hours. Um, so um, just absolutely gorgeous artwork, amazing music. It's kind—I of, mean, it's one of these more artsy style of games. It's not something that's 
sort of driven by the gameplay or some like mechanic hook. In the ilk um, of, I'm imagining sort of like a rhyme. Definitely, even though it, it's 2D. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's rhyme, journey, abzu, but like on a 2D plane. Um, but just absolutely gorgeous art, amazing color work. Each like area kind of has its own color themes and stuff. Um, yeah, I actually got chills when I finished the game, like during the like the, the final moments. Like it was pretty, and like I was playing handheld. Were you out in the desert and it was cold? De- well, no, I mean I was inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it was it was pretty moving uh, in terms of uh, the way the game played out. So highly recommend that if you're you know into that style of game and you know want a nice quick experience that you can kind of get in one play session. I think it's available on just switch and pc at this point okay i was gonna um, ask yeah yeah but it's it's super great and i highly recommend it soundtrack is amazing very cool yeah it does seem like the kind of game that you would play you kind of have those yeah. every now and then sprinkled in a little zen game yeah it's pretty zen pretty relaxed but um but really pretty i, I kind of want to replay it on the big tv you know mm. just to soak in those visuals a little better gotcha uh, I took a turn on the old Crash Bandicooter. Yeah, you did. Got it there on that uh, Insane Trilogy yeah. on the Switch, and which is weird, right? Still to it this still day, I think strange. it was Sony's mascot, but now he's he's now on he's, the old Switch. You know, he's a freelancer. Nintendo. He's a freelancer, he which is great because I like playing it on the Switch. It what? is a great pick-up-and-play game. Um, I have the original on the PS1. I have dabbled with it, but I always kind of felt like one day I'll get back to this. It was a little too hard right now. Let me wait until I have more patience. And now after playing it on the Switch with the the updated graphics and all that stuff, I don't know how I would have ever done it on the PS1 because I think, you know, graphically, it's kind of bitchy. Like, you have to be mm. pixel perfect Pinpoint, with a lot yeah. of the stuff. And, yeah. and it's a little fuzzy on the PS1, which is why the, the, the upgrade is so welcome. Yeah. Um, it is a bitchy game, and it hurt my thumb. I, I play a lot of platformers. I play a lot of video games. My <laughs> thumb is always pressing something. But for some reason, playing uh, Crash Bandicooter, which is what I've just called it now, just forever. That's fine. Uh, the old Bandicooter. Uh, <laughs> playing that on the old Switch, for some reason, did a number on my little thumb pad. Boy, howdy. Oh, man. Just, oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I couldn't play anything else because it, it hurt to the touch. But uh, I did make it through it. I did survive it. Um, at first, I think it takes, it's, there's a bit of a learning curve to get used to that jump. I mean, mm. it is an unwieldy okay. jump. doesn't really behave the way you want it to all the time. But once you kind of get the hang of it, it's not so bad. Okay. Um, but yeah, finally so, so knocked you beat that one. The, the first of the three. First of the three. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it felt good. Felt oh. good to beat it. I know it's a it's a tough one. Sweet. People people you know tend to say it's one of the tougher platforming games. Yeah, I've heard you that. Know, of that era. So yeah, both with, both back in the day and and since its resurgence as a remaster, I've heard that certainly. Yeah. So uh, it takes some takes some patience, but I was happy to finally beat it. Very nice. Uh, I managed to complete the World of Light campaign. Or campaign, as I say in English. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, of Super Smash Bros. Deluxe. Uh, as you all know, like I, I don't, never really bought into the Super Smash Bros. hype. I was never like itching to get it, all this stuff. Obviously, I was going to get it to Switch game. And obviously, it didn't make sense to wait because it's always going to be the price it is. Um, unless I found it. But it was fine. I was fine paying that. Anyway, so uh, when I, like, the thing that pushed me over the edge to get it earlier was that I, I, it had this somewhat lengthy single-player component, right. things like that. So I um, was was uh, pretty happy with it. Like, um, 
it took me, I think, 25, close to 26 hours to get through just this campaign. Um, and it was a, a real fun. I mean, it was like this massive overworld map and each area of the map somehow related to uh, a video game franchise that is incorporated in Nintendo or otherwise. So there was like a big Metal Gear section. There was a nice um, Final Fantasy VII section. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, Kirby, Yoshi. Like So there's all these little things that are kind of tied together as a uh, big seamless world overworld map that you wandered around on and did these fights to to unlock the characters and unlock the spirits and had a real good time with it, man. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, most of my play on it was, was mobile too. So it's very playable as a handheld uh, component. Now, when you go through this campaign, is it sort of forcing you to be different characters? It is not. No, like you, you start off with just Kirby because he's the only one that survives the initial attack. That of sort course of he would. St- sets off the story, mm-hmm. right? And then you, uh, I think the first one you unlock is Mario after that. And then like from there, it depends on which paths you take as to who you unlock when. But you're free to switch up. So you can whomever. play the whole thing with Kirby if you, you want it. Yeah, you can huh. play it with whomever. Uh, and then there's like a game plus. So like you can restart the campaign with everybody you've already unlocked. Right. Um, so it's super fun i mean super smash bros is obviously one of the more satisfying mechanically games to play like when you get those final smashes or those big smashes that knock people off and boom game it just feels good um so yeah i spent a lot of time with that finished it up one night in a hotel in odessa texas um super fun living the trucker life a little bit i mean that's kind of all you can live out there Just drive. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a. I mean, you've slowly been talking me into it. I'll probably it's, get it. It's at some a point. love letter to to Nintendo games sure. and games in general because like there's like over twelve or thirteen hundred spirits, which are characters that you can't play as, but they do like have unique powers or buffs mm-hmm. that you can equip to your character that allow you to power up. So there's like all sorts of like little obscure things from Nintendo games that you know you never would think about being a spirit, but there it is. So it's cool. Nice. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Beat it. Moved on. To Battlefield V. Boom. <laughs> there we go. So uh, obviously Battlefield V, more of a multiplayer focused game. Sadly not doing well. Apparently it's not meeting sales expectations, which I kind of figured when they cut the price so soon on the thing. And they called it V instead um, of 5? Well, it's V for a reason. We're not going to keep talking about this. Um, but anyway... Uh, so, but it does have a war stories um, component, which is a single player thing where you play as a specific character in each story. And I think there was four or five of them, where it's just like a small vignette, essentially. Um, but I played through all those. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. A lot of it was stealth based. You know, don't don't be seen. But but the the construction of the levels I thought was pretty cool because it started off fairly bottlenecked go here do this shoot that blah 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 and then after you did that it sort of opened up this big open world map where you could kind of approach things how you wanted to uh, almost in a, a Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes kind of way where it was like here's the map here's the objectives do them how you want to and I enjoyed that because it was refreshing for a battlefield game to kind of do that mostly most of the time it's a bit of a quarter so um, how long did it take you to get through it Maybe eight out. Well, probably closer to ten hours. You recommend it? I, I do. I mean, I, I think the game is great. I think it's solid. I hope Brian uh, tweeted something about it. I was like, hey, Battlefield V, not every military shooter has to be a reminder of the horrors of war or something. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. I missed that one. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, it does try to bring home the, the heaviness 
of of war, which I'm frankly okay with, because uh, I don't really think there's a lot of military shooters now. I feel like those were dominant for a very long time, and now they just kind of don't exist, aside from Battlefield. Yeah. Most everything I mean, else is like theoretical future stuff. Right. They got they got tired of retelling the same stories right. over and over. And But now I think it's time. You're right. I think we I'm have, okay with it. you know, yeah. anytime there's a new system or platform that can do big new special things, I want to yeah. go back and, and do some of the other stuff over again. I yeah. want a big World War II game again. Kind of missing it. Yeah. I kind of want a colonial war game, you know? That'd be cool. I want to run through a battlefield with, with a musket. musket. Yeah. I have to get real close to shoot people. <laughs> Don't shoot till you see the water there is. Yeah. The reticle doesn't even matter. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I want. General direction. Hope yep. for the best. Yep. That's what I want. Okay. Uh, well, I beat a big one. Yeah, you did. I was very happy to beat it. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And I was very close to beating it. I didn't realize how close I was when we podcasted last. Okay. L- less than an hour away. Um. Damn. Just right there. Now, I had gotten to Hyrule Castle uh, right before I said, okay, well, we're about to put the final bow on this. I'm probably a few hours out. This is a perfect place to stop you know, for the podcast, and I'll have plenty more to talk about. But really, I don't have much more to talk about because there wasn't much more of the game. <laughs> but uh, I will say that I thought Ganon was kind of a bitch. Like, oh, yeah? Like, Easy to beat. Yeah, a little bit. Now it helps that you get when you get the. I guess they're the, um, not the guardians, but what are the big divine beasts? The divine beasts that mm-hmm. helps. That helps a lot. That takes them way down. Gotcha. But I mean, the rest of the fight. I mean, there were some enemies I met just out in the wild that were tougher than Ganon. Um, the hardest part though was getting in the castle uh-huh. because you there's guardians everywhere and they're tough mm-hmm. and you kind of need to have the ancient arrows if you really want to stand a chance and I was plumb out at some point like I didn't realize there were going to be guardians everywhere when I saw like two or three I was like I got two or three arrows I can dispatch these guys and I turned a corner and there's like way more of them I was like yeah. <laughs> so I had to get creative because this, to me there was like no going back I'm like I'm in here I've already you know sure. they'll respawn at a blood moon anyway I might as well just keep going see how far I can get and I end up uh, just you know finding a way, finding an, a place where their lasers couldn't hit me and went up as high as I could and then just coasted through the front door of the castle. And like lasers, <laughs> just, it was like a Star Wars movie. Lasers just <laughs> barely missing me as I'm just coasting through to meet Ganon. Like it was kind of sweet, but nice. you know, a lot of fun. Uh, definitely in my top five games ever, ever played. Oh, sweet. Um, and it, it had to, it came a long way to get there. At first I thought, you know, maybe it's too open for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little too... Uh, too modern of an imagining of my childhood that I just don't connect with it as well as I do the old stuff, but it's so good. It's just so good. So I was, I was very, you know, once I turned the corner and I started, it started to come easy to me a little bit, uh, I started to appreciate it a lot. And, uh, I'm a little bummed that there's really no game plus like you, once you beat Ganon, it sort of just takes you back to the load screen and you can't really roam the world and see, you know, talk to people uh. and, not you know I, I don't normally do that sure but you kind of wanted to in this but I wanted to so because I, I left some things undone mm. certainly there's parts there. of the map I didn't go to and I could still load an old save and go do that but um, I think it'd be kind of nice to experience that world without a lot of the enemies just let me gotcha let me glide around now that I've saved the world and and check it all out but uh, yeah, that's the thing is like once you get credits if there's not a game plus or DLC to go to it's it's hard to go back. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah, I don't want to load an old save and and still be as weak as I was with enemies around. And I don't yeah, know. it's almost like starting a TV show and you know it gets canceled. 
Yeah, I know, right? Right. You know, this is going to end poorly. Yeah, I can't bring myself to get engaged. But I really wanted to take that victory lap around the world. Mm. Um, But still, I mean, excellent game, fantastic experience. Sweet. Uh, 65 hours. I need, yeah, that's decent for you. It's decent. Uh, I could have done it a lot less. I did a lot of just piddling, piddling around. I mean, I've seen people with a lot more, too. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I didn't go after every collectible, every Korok seed. Right. You know, I just if I if if I found one or I saw where one could be, I'd go for it. But I did go out of my way for a lot yeah. of the stuff. I see some people on my friends list with like two hundred and forty hours in it. That's crazy. I don't. But I can see it. I mean, I can yeah. see it because for me, sixty five hours certainly that's a long time. I've played games longer, but uh, it didn't feel like that to me. I Got felt it. like you know if if you and I had to look on the switch before the podcast because like I wonder how many hours I sunk into it, and I would have put my money on like thirty hours. Just because, gotcha. but you spend, you know, just walking around, you know, A to B, which is a thing that, you know, a lot of times in games sucks. Like, yep. t- take a, a Rockstar example. Uh, sometimes that sucks. Yeah. You, you get tired of it, but it was always an adventure there. And that's, you know, you spend a lot of your time in the game just traipsing along. And, I mean, of course, you can fast travel, but those are the hours where they add up. It's just where you're like, all right, I got to go do this one thing, but what would take you. Two minutes if you fast travel is a whole 30-minute ordeal because you've got to fight, get sidetracked, right. lose your weapon, just find another shrine, find a puzzle. So, tons of fun. Awesome. Yeah, yeah man. I, I really need to get in there and play that because, you know, it's been sitting in the old backlog for a long time. I'm kind of jonesing to play another big game for some reason. Like, I've been playing, like, these scaled-back experiences. Mm-hmm. But you like, got Octopath kicking around. you got a few got big Octopath, ones. I got Xenoblade, I got uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. So I got all these just kind of simmering, and those are all officially on the backlog. So I'm, I'm okay with playing those. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, in general, I'm um, kind of missing something big to sink my teeth into. I'm a little impressed not to get off on a too insidey tangent amongst the Polykill bros, but uh, I'm surprised Briz likes it as much as he does. Yeah. Because he's very, you know, he likes the hyper-realistic graphics. He likes, he doesn't really be, he's not a Nintendo guy. No, but uh, I think maybe he loves those emergent worlds where things happen that you can kind of come upon and explore that, that don't feel like canned or scripted. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the appeal there for him because that is what it shares in common with you know the games that he likes. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the Just Beat It uh, Go ahead and take that first one. All right, so Captain underscore Algebra beat Resident Evil 2 Remake, Decap Attack, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, Babs Big Break, and Contra Hardcore, all while having two children under 15 months at home. That's crazy. Wow. I only have one, and I'm like, that's seems this like is, way this too many been games. since the last episode. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Captain Algebra, new listener, we hope. I mean, he's, he's just beating it left, just right, and center. It. Yeah, yeah. He's putting in the effort on Twitter, certainly... Hopefully, he's putting in the effort with his ears as well. So welcome aboard, and uh, good job. It's a yeah, lot of beats. Awesome. But it wasn't enough, Jake. Uh-oh. Well, I'm, I'm calling uh, Base Guy 654 our friend Chris R. Hmm. I'm calling him the Southern Dean. Okay. Because, you know, Dean used to just right. you know run roughshod. And we had to almost ban him from the show. We're like, this ain't the Dude, Dean show. too much. You yeah. know, calm down. Yeah. You know? Uh, but Base Guy steps up, and a uh, big NES guy. Right. He and I, we have a lot of long Twitter DMs between each other about insider nest stuff that nobody cares about. Nice. And uh, he's been going off lately. So base guy 654 who often wonders why we call guns arms and arms guns completed Karate <laughs> Kid, Fantasy Star, Shantae Half Genie he- Shantae Half Genie Hero, Goonies 2, Journey to Silius, and Double Dragon 3. So 
feel like tip of the hat. Journey to Silly Us is kind of like you and me when we're drinking. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's true. It's also a good game. It's a really good game. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, Karate Kid and Double Dragon 3 by themselves is probably enough to make anybody want to take a lot of pills. Okay. And I'm glad Chris survived it. He should, I mean, he said he was going to take a bit of a hiatus and uh, and play something better oh good <laughs> so so hopefully he does do that oh good uh all right so into the, some of the tweets here uh we got one from old men old man yells at trek which is at buried on mars yeah yeah he says contra rebirth is ridiculously short in a good way i thought i was getting punked at the end hashtag just beat it now mm-hmm. i'm not familiar with contra rebirth but jake i gotta ask you what is something else that you know of that's ridiculous ridiculously short in a good way my traffic violation history ah see i thought you were going to go with <laughs> your yeah yeah well that's good traffic violation history that's a good thing to keep short it's very short um also your hair is ridiculously short in a it good is. Way. well it's not ridiculous and so is your penis okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh blink at blinkum i think i'm saying that right uh finished up two great switch games last night the messenger is an awesome action platformer that goes on longer than i would have expected thanks to some neat twists Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, was a fun beat-em-up with plenty of, of breaking of the fourth wall. Hashtag just beat it. Hashtag just beat it. So these are two that I'm very invested in playing. I almost picked up uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes the other day, but the game stopped that I was in. It's like, oh, sorry, we don't have any. It says we have two copies, but we don't have any. Sorry. My goodness. I was like, jeez. I saw it at the GameStop I went to the other well, day. Well, you should have gotten it for on me. On Main Street. I didn't know. I didn't know. But, uh, you know, a good twofer tweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These both are games that I want to play. Messenger, I'm just waiting on that Fizz dish because I know it's coming. So uh, I'll be playing that once it drops physical. That's right. And if you want to drop physical, Caltech is making robots and shit. We at Caltech are starting to specialize in autonomous systems for agricultural problems. Some projects we've worked on in the past include assisting Virginia Tech in an international robotics competition in Abu Dhabi consulting on an emergency medical software communication system used in emerging countries, and helping Travis beat Double Dragon 2. Yay, yay. Yay, yay. There is no software development project too big or too small. Drop Caltech a line at info at caldin.tech if you're interested in working together or curious to learn more. That is info at cowden.tech. Thank you, Caltech. Thank you once again for sponsoring this episode. If you like what you're hearing so far on this podcast, you can find everything we do on polykill.com. You can search Polykill Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can find us all those places. You can also reach out to us on the forums of the Cartridge Club at cartridgeclub.org. Current games of the month are Catherine, the cult classic from Atlas, and the CC Portable Game of the Month is Kid Icarus Uprising. You can drop us a line, ask us a question, or share an idea by shooting us an email to polykillpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes or whatever service you use. A thumbs up, five star, review, anything helps. And now we're moving into Trav's ground game. The ground game. What we got today? It's been effective. Um, I will say the barbers, uh, just as I suspected, you can't trust them. Mm. Uh, They all promised they would give us a listen, and I didn't see a single spike. So Mm. it just validated my thoughts, which is they are... On the inside with the government, they are taking what you tell them. Boy, howdy. The hair industry is a racket. It's it's big government. It's big hair government. And, you know, just stay away from it. Just okay. let your hair grow out, okay? Yeah. Uh, and do it at home like Jake and I, well, Jake used to and I do. You're back to trusting barbers, I heard lately. Yeah, yeah, I got back into that about a year ago. It's a trap. Anyway, so don't trust them. What you need to do, though, it's Valentine's week coming up soon. Oh. February 14th. Everybody's taking their honeys out. Oh. You know, or if you don't have a honey, maybe you got a date. Maybe you got an online date. 
Maybe you just get a bottle of cognac and some Vaseline and stay at home. Either way, it doesn't matter. Tell your date. Mm. Tell your date about polykill. What you want to do, anytime you're on a date, Valentine's date, even if it's with a significant other you've had for a while, you always want to be on the same page with them, right? You want to have stuff in common. And that's when it's a good opportunity to say, hey, girl, or hey, guy, what's your podcast game like? What's it like? Could you fit a little polykill in there? Maybe give it a try because I enjoy them and it would mean a lot to me. Can you spare two hours a month? Two hours a month? I mean, for polykill, that would get uh, that would get them through most of some of our episodes. I sure. think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've gone a little longer, but yeah. I mean, I, I think I think that's a good way to do it. Is put put the impetus on your on your mate mm. to impress you with polykill. Sure. That way they feel like they have to you do it. put little polykill trivia games on what episode did Jake say? You know, you could do that. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. So that's, you know, and, and that's, that's my stance. I think it'll work. I think guilting a date or, or a significant other is really the only way we're going to get listeners. Because Guilt pe- is the great motivator. They're not doing it on their own. Clearly. You know, so you're going to have to twist it a little bit, twist their words a little bit, mm. and make it work. Take All right. context. Exactly. <laughs> and it'll lay the foundation for a long-lasting, loving relationship. Very healthy. Indeed. All right, so the games that we've been gnawing on. Yeah, the games we've been playing. What you've been playing? Well, what have you been playing? What have you been playing? Okay, I'll talk first. <laughs> uh, so I immediately jumped into the uh, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe Dish. Like I said, I didn't get to play that back on the Wii U because I didn't have one. I think uh, you, Travis, and maybe three other people had one. So not many of us played it. So I was really happy. I know I know there was some like outcry amongst the collectors and amongst the Nintendo fans. Like, I can't believe they're releasing this game on the Switch for full price. But I'm perfectly fine with it because I didn't get to play this shit. So shut up. Anyway, I really like it. It feels great. It's classic Mario. It's pretty simple, pretty easy. It's colorful. It's exactly what I want for a Mario platformer. And I'm having a blast with it. You know, I'm kind of playing as Mario or Luigi. I haven't, you know, uh, tried the whole Toad, Toadette, or um, what's his name? Rabbit, 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 Snap. I don't remember what what he's called. But that little guy that you can just run through the levels as and no enemies hurt him, but you can just kind of learn the levels with him. Okay. Yeah. He's like a little guy that, that normally steals shit, but you can play as him. I don't remember his name. I don't either. Yeah, he's a little rabbit. Okay, you've, I think you've said rabbit. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but I've been playing that. Uh, I think I'm through four of the worlds so far. I've been playing every level and not leaving any undone. Playing all the little mini games at Toad's Houses. So Th- those are fun. So fun. Is that where uh, Treasure Tracker started? Was that was that it? I, no, that was 3D Kingdom or 3D World. Or yeah, whatever. one yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they're all. I mean, it's a blast. It's and it's such just a. Nor- it's kind of a forgettable. If I, well, I was like, if I remember right, it was a forgettable <laughs> experience. Yeah. It, it just seemed like it was that. not too. You know, it had it progressed much up. further than some of the previous ones. Or, no, you know, and I'm okay with that. 3ds ones or the DS ones seem to be in the same ilk, but right. still fun. Yeah. Just a lot of coins. A lot of coins. Big focus on coins in this game. Yeah. Big you gotta focus. have them. You gotta have them. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, working on Crash Two. Crash Two. I graduated to uh, the second one, and I will say it could be that maybe I'm I'm after beating the first one, I'm just a better crasher. Okay. But I also think this one's a little simpler. Okay. Uh, the bosses for sure are a little easier, and um, this one you have a few more things you can do instead of just having a jump. Mm. Yeah, you can uh, you can do kind of a slide kick. Oh boy. Uh, you can do a jump and a belly splash. Nice. Uh, to get a little more air, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly an upgrade, sure. um, and it's it's good. I like, I mean, I like it better than the first one 
For sure. Cool. So playing Crash 2. Very nice. Now, I have barely dabbled in Wargroove. I'm mm. maybe an hour in. Okay. Um, But I really like it. You know, it tickles that Fire Emblem itch that I've had for a while. And Why don't um, you use your Fire Emblem games to tickle it? Because I don't have a 3DS anymore. Oh, what did you do with it? I traded in to get the Switch. Oh. Remember that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't don't have the 3DS anymore, so I don't have access to any Fire Emblem games until Three Houses comes out, hopefully sometime this spring. I'm pretty excited for that. But anyway, Wargroove is, is, is that. You know, it's perfect as a portable game. It's turn-based, perfect as a pick-up-and-play kind of situation. That's why I haven't really sunk time in it since I've been home because I feel like it's one of those that I can just pop in and play for an hour, half an hour, something like that, and, and be good. But since I've been home all week, I've just been like trying to sink my time into something more substantial. I guess. Time flies in those games too. Oh, it does. I mean, it's it's not unlike SimCity like, or a Civ. Right. You 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 want to get to that next thing, right. that next turn, that next take, upgrade and, that uh, next thing, or before you know it, here, yeah, just time is gone, gone, absolutely gone. So, so when yeah. you say one to two hours, I don't know if you really know that you mean five to six hours. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really interested in this. Yeah. You know, I think you'd like it. I think so too. I'm still a little mad at myself for not finishing Advance Wars. Mm. I got to a puzzle that just stuck me hard, mm. stuck me real hard, and so I'm a little worried about it. But, um, but yeah, this sounds like it's great. I like to play it. Yeah. Uh, Double Dragon Three. So I just mentioned Chris at Base Guy had had finished Double Dragon Three. Yeah. And so uh, me and Caltech. Uh, we we finished the previous Double Dragons together. Now we mm. have to do it a little inebriated, so we're already kind of handicapping ourselves a little bit. Sure. But. We talked to Chris, and he was like, "You just you got a spin kick all day. Oh, that's it. Now, if you remember, Jake, that's good advice you, in general. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, you you were here when when uh, at least when we beat the second one, correct? And maybe the first one, but the nope. first one is you you get the elbow, mm. elbow all day, bow, 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 throw them bows. Mm. The second one, knee attack, knee, 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 knee all day, gotcha. all day. Third one." It's all about that spin, spin kick. kicks. Got a spin kick. Okay. Now, a cool thing you could do. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. So, Mick, um, he used to, when we were playing the other Double Dragons, he would chase my character around like when it was time to get on a ladder uh-huh. and try to get on there with me. And okay. then when we were, when our sprites overlapped, he would say, look, we're one flesh. <laughs> and it really creeped me out. So, I would like run from him constantly and he would just be, come back, one flesh, one flesh. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I like that. I don't like it. But... In Double Dragon 3, mm. it is super beneficial to one flesh. Oh. Because if you do a spin kick at the same time, it does a special spin kick where you kind of interlock arms and do a spin kick like oh, a helicopter. Oh, okay. And, like uh, it's a musical. Yeah. <laughs> like cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it one hits a lot of the enemies. Now, it's, it's a little tricky to time it right and get it to work. Okay. And we just kind of discovered it on a whim because he was trying to one flesh me and I was trying to get away. <laughs> and then we, was, we were one fleshing and jumping. And I was like, did you see that? And he was like, oh, my God. And so we did the whole game just doing one flesh spin kicks. That might be the name of the episode, one flesh spin kick. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. It should be. So, uh, uh, you know, when we had first started playing the game, I remember, uh, and you were there. We we had just finished Double Dragon two. We, and, we ended on that, knee. that that Double Dragon three is notoriously difficult. Notoriously difficult, yeah. very cheesy, uh, not unlike the others. Um, we we put it in. We said we'll ride this momentum, and we didn't get past the first stage. Right, and uh, it was pretty late. It was. We were a little drunk. You we were, were really kind of basking in the Double Dragon two. Yeah, you weren't focused. Victory, um, and we had tried it again when he had come over, and still didn't make it very far. Mm-hmm. But this spin kick thing that we heard sort of unlocked the. 
some of the game for us. And we managed to get to the last stage and maybe a screen or two away from the final boss last time he was over. Oh, boy. It's still tough. Like, when we did that, we, we did that a whole, like, as soon as he got here. Uh-huh. You know, get you fresh. Fresh uh-huh. thumbs. I probably hadn't played Crash Bandicooter yet, so my thumb was feeling pretty good. Okay. And we, we, we made it, you know, and it sucks. Like, he comes over at 630 and we get to the end of the game, and it's like, night's still early. We we got this tonight. We didn't come close to it for the next six, seven wow. hours. Just progressively downhill. So yeah. really deflating. So it's it's tough to get to where we got, but sure. hopefully, hopefully we can beat this stupid game. Yeah, I hope you do. I hope you beat it to death. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, I have uh, recently dabbled. If you, if you follow me on Twitter, I don't tweet very much, but I did tweet out about this game. Yesterday, it's the first tweet I've done in a very long time, um, which is Apex Legends. Now, this is a game that just launched almost borderline shadow drop last Monday. Uh, so a week ago from when this podcast goes live, uh, there were rumors floating around on the internet on Sunday. That was like, hey, there's a new Battle Royale free-to-play game coming from Respawn, the developer of Titanfall. And everyone was like, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And, and then it does on Monday drop as Apex Legends. And now, granted, the Battle Royale genre is getting a little played out. People are tired of it. Uh, free-to-play is kind of a risky model. People either buy into it hard like they do with Fortnite or they just completely ignore it. Battle like of Tanks. Do. Yeah, sure. World, it, World of Tanks. World of Tanks. Yeah. yeah. That one seems pretty successful, but mm-hmm. in general, it's... It has to be done really well. Uh, so this Apex Legends uh, launches on Xbox, PC, PS4, free to play. Just download and, and jump in. Uh, but man, does this game do so many things right! I really, 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 really like it. It's probably the most fun I've had in a multiplayer shooter in a very long time. Uh, it's incredibly well thought out. There's lots of little quality of life things that just make it fun to play. Um, the, the, you mean by quality of life things like uh, like inventory management, like when you when you mm. pick up a gun that replaces another gun, it automatically swaps out the attachments from one gun to the other gun. Oh yeah, so you don't have to like manually switch oh, them like you do yeah, in other thank games. God. Yeah, it's super nice. Huh. Um, it's like having a caddy. Yeah, and if you if you walk up to a gun or equipment or attachment and you want to pick it up, it'll flash up and say you have one better than this already. I like that. I've always liked games that do that. Super nice. I don't want to think and compare yeah, numbers. No, just, just help me out here. Mm-hmm. All the loot's color-coded for the most part, aside from the weapons. A little Borderlands-y, so, maybe? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the white's your basic, the blue's your good, purple's okay, orange is the best. You're talking me into it, and I don't even like people in my games. Yeah. Um, also, another thing, this is a uh, not um, like of 100 Battle Royale. It's 60, and it's 20 squads of three. And the... TTK or the time to kill in this game makes it like feasible to have like protracted firefights with other teams because like in Call of Duty or in PUBG or maybe even Fortnite depending on who you're playing against like if you get seen you're dead that's just how the games go you get spotted you're dead and this you can take a lot of damage and then go down kind of like you do in like Gears or or you know um Left for Dead or something, and can get revived. Now, is that frustrating from an offensive standpoint when you're trying to track somebody and get them, and you're like, "I got a had a had a shot on them, they wouldn't Absolutely. go down." Absolutely, but it feels completely fair because you get the same sure. treatment. Um, but you know, I've I don't know how many hours I put in the game this week because it launched on like I took the whole week off, so it like 
it launched the day, the first day I had off, essentially. So I've spent a lot of time with it with my pal David, and Brian has joined us a couple of times as well. And it's just so, like, you have to work together as a team. It's a hero class system, so it feels like Overwatch, where the, each character is their own class with unique abilities. And the most innovative thing is this ping system. So the, uh, the right uh, bumper on your controller serves as a way to communicate with other players. So like you, you hover your reticle over anything and, and ping it and it'll say, you know, you can ping it once it's like, Hey, let's go here. You can double tap it to say, I saw an enemy here. You hold it down and you get this whole wheel of options. Like somebody has been here or I'm going to defend this point or Hey, here's this gun. And then you can call dibs on the gun. It's like crazy cool communication system that doesn't require mic. So if you get joined up with random people, you're still communicating, even though that you're not talking to them. Um, That's fun. It's really good. I really think this is going to be in every shooter going forward because it's 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 so well done. I think everyone's going to copy this immediately. Who's who's making this game? This is Respawn, the okay. developer of, of Titanfall. Titanfall. Uh, so it's kind of like a Titanfall spinoff. There's no Titans, but it's definitely the same gunplay, the same mobility, um, and things like that. So I'm I'm really having a blast with it. I, I, I threw some money at them because I had so much fun with it. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And within the first eight hours, they had a million unique players. And then at the end of 72 hours, they had 10 million unique players. Jeez Louise. So I think it's good. I, I hope it has enough legs to continue because they do plan on like putting new maps in there, new characters, things like that. Uh, but so far, it's a blast, and I don't see myself stopping playing it anytime soon. Do you see it being the kind of game that could come to a Switch? I highly doubt it. You do? I highly doubt it. Um, it, it doesn't feel like a Switch game. That's or, unfortunate. Yeah. But okay. But, um, yeah. But yeah. Apex Legends. It's, it's the it's truth. It's your new Overwatch. It's what's going to keep Probably. you from credits for a while. Probably. Damn. No. I'm still playing games. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Briz... He was yep. on the episode last time, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, right after the podcast, uh-huh. we scrambled into my game room. Scrambled. Scrambled. Like a couple of eggs. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> like a couple of eggs running away from being scrambled. <laughs> uh, into my game room to fire up some Resident Evil 2. Oh. We had it downloaded and ready to go, but the baby decided at oh. that point in time to be needy. Oh. And so we had to reschedule. Baby wasn't feeling well. I think she just had her shots that day, and I was like, ah, I kind of need to... And Brian understands. He's got three kids. Sure. No sweat. So we had to wait a whole night or two. Okay. Maybe I think it was the next night he got to come back over, which was good. It gave us more time. Because we had podcasted, cut right. into the time a little bit. So we had this four-hour block to get into Resident Evil 2, and I had not played the the original Resident Evil 2. Okay. And I'm not sure Brian had either. And if he had of it was so long ago he had forgotten most of it. He's all an older man. Sure. Brian uh, getting on up there. He's getting up there for sure. Uh gray in the beard touch. Mm. Um in the pubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would know, but he, he's uh, gray of pube. <laughs> gray of pube. <laughs> uh, maybe that's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one flash sidekick that I think is maybe better. But uh but no, uh, we we jump in there and immediately just graphically good, gameplay good. It feels like it feels like I'm playing Resident Evil 7, okay. you know, but you know the the camera position and all this stuff. Oh, I, I guess Resident Evil 7 was first person. It was third person, but yeah. it's still like viscerally the same tonally the same okay and i loved resident evil 7 a lot yeah you did and uh so this you know this is good you know it's it's a nice marriage between what i think of when i think of the remake that we played on the gamecube of Uh the first game in this it's a nice in between modernized perfectly um and and a lot of fun 
Sweet. Uh, scary as hell. I'm very bought in on playing this. It's I really, good. I really want to play this one. Yeah. I mean, if you need a bro to pass it off to, find one, because I'm probably too scared to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, truthfully, uh, Brizza talked about playing it with both characters. We started with Leon. Mm. We might go through and play it with, a blink, I think, Claire. There's four stories total, right? Two each, an A and a B for, for both, I think is how that goes, right? I am actually not sure. I, I think, think there is. I know that there's like a Leon and a Claire, mm. and then I think there's some DLC missions where you play as some other characters mm. uh, for like you know like a one to two hour little story filler, um, okay. which I could see my, maybe. I don't know. Oh. I normally don't do that extra you stuff. Don't say DLC. That's I a, don't. That's a naughty word. <laughs> and truthfully, yeah. Once I see the credits, I'm out. That's and, like that's like poop to you. <laughs> yes. You don't say that. I don't. I don't. Um, but. Uh, he had entertained the idea. He's like, what if we went back through and played it with Claire? And mm. having played the game so far with Leon and the little interactions you have with her, I'm mm. like, what is she doing this whole mm. time? So now I'm actually intrigued. And I actually would She's say... making a Jill sandwich. Making a Jill sandwich. And I don't think uh, you really get the full game if you play as just one character. That makes sense. So I'm I'm eager to, to do both. So oh. it could be maybe an opportunity to do a little little try session if you wanted to come no, over. and no. You don't, don't you like wanna, that. You want to do, do it all. By yourself. Yeah. Well, not necessarily by myself, but I don't want to jump in mid-playthrough because then you guys will be having callbacks like, oh, yeah, I remember oh, that's when true. you did this thing. That's true. I don't want that. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. Okay. Well, no, that's good. That's fair. Well, it is fun, and I'm enjoying yeah, it. it looks great. People are loving Eager it. Eager to jump back in on it. Very excited. Um, and and play it twice, two or three more times even. Maybe maybe, maybe one of these days we'll play Evil Within too. I good still have God. it. Yeah. I still think about Evil Within 1, and I, I'm like, ugh, a lot of... The second one's better, apparently. A lot of milk and <laughs> a lot of milky milk it's weird it's a, it's a weird game yeah uh so finally i guess uh the one that i've been shaking down a little bit is shadow of the tomb raider been shaken down on shaking a down bit. a little bit i love the first two love the remake love rise of the tomb raider love the hair physics love it great it's called tress effects yeah uh i'm uh i'm probably two or three hours into this one obviously it feels identical to the other ones um Gorgeous game. I'm playing on the 1X, so I get all those sweet enhancements. Uh, looks great. Just like a few great. more orbs, a little more dust in there. A little more dust, a little more light shafts. <laughs> um, you know, you know, you know the drill. But it's it's super gorgeous and fun to play, and the puzzles are good. Uh, combat's still not perfect, but it never will be in these games, and that's fine. I think what I am finding is that it is a little bit of a slow start. I'm hoping it kind of picks up the pace a little bit in terms of story, um, but it's more the same and that's perfectly fine with me that's what i expected and it's what i wanted um so this actually just made its way to game pass um so if you have game pass you can play this so i just traded in my disc the other day and just kept the game pass version um but yeah i'm kind of excited to see how things wrap up because it does feel darker the tone is, is is a little heavier um it's still weird just seeing her just outright kill people i think i'm still in that I still think of her as like at the start of the reboot where she's still kind yeah. of like not cool with it because I I remember playing the reboot more than I remember playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. Same. So I still think of her as like maybe a little hesitant to take a life. I like that though. Yeah. I love that. But now in this one, it's just like, pfft, I like, I like my video game characters to, to realize what they're doing with all this all murder. These, yeah. Uh, but I was thinking about uh, the series and how, how the stance on it, how the the sort of hype around the trilogy in general has shifted from it felt like it started out with oh this this reboot is a step in the right direction, mm-hmm. 
And then I feel like they didn't go any further in that direction, and they just kind of stayed there. They got to where she was killing people at right. the end of that game, and then it was just like, all right, here's some more caves and stuff, and here's some more caves and stuff, and right. hey, we made her hair cool. Yeah, and uh, those cuts, the 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 kill scenes are vicious still. Right, but they never really did anything else. Yeah. I, I don't think. I I don't know what shadow how the shadow of the Tomb Raider ends, but I feel like the 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 potential. Was really high in the beginning, and mm. they just sort of—I'm not saying they it went down, a little bit. but it definitely plateaued. Yeah. And that's, I guess, a little bit why I'm disappointed. Sure, but I, I couldn't tell you how they could have made it better. Sure. So I, I do think, interestingly enough, and this isn't like a major plot point spoiler, I don't think, but like at the start of this game, Lara sets some things in motion that she feels really bad about. So I'm hoping they kind of play on that angle a little bit more because I'm really liking that of a little bit driven to do one thing and then not fully understanding the consequences and then having to live with them. So that's kind of how this game is starting out. So like I said, a little heavier. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I like some good writing. Yeah. That's all it takes sometimes, you know? True that. All right. So time for the discussion. I've been excited about this discussion. It is going to be Valentine's Day at some point. Yeah, well, When somebody listens to this. Yeah. And um, it, you know, our Halloween episode, we, we, we did some creepypasta that month. We did. And we also did a Love, Mary Kill with the villains. Right. And we thought killing and villains was kind of a Killin Halloween-y villain. theme, maybe, Woo. and we could have fun with it. And now, because it's Valentine's season. Right. Killing's still in season. Killing is always in season. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you could have a jilted lover. Sure. Uh, and in the in the heat of the heat of the passion, what do they call it? Uh what do they call it when you kill somebody in the crime of passion? Crime of passion. Yeah. You could still have that. There you go. But we're you know we're going to focus on the love and the Mary, of course, here because it is Valentine's Day, and we're using what we you know non-villains, so right. the good guys in video games, and we're going to choose one to love, as in to have intercourse with, one to marry, and one to kill, and in all of these little sets here. So yeah. Jake, I will go first. Are you ready? Uh, Yeah, keep going. Okay, are you ready? So here we go. Um, Now, I will come out and say there were a lot of video game characters, especially on the hero side, that um, it's difficult to tell sometimes how mature they are. Mature. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, You know, I I feel like Zelda's kind of too young. Link's, you know, they just feel teenager-y. Right. You don't want to... We're not getting murky in it. You know, we're not doing it. Right. We're going to assume... Everyone here is uh, is is of age, age and yeah. can consent to being married, to, murdered, or uh, loved on a little bit. Right, yeah. And so your first uh, ones here, Jake. My first, my first battery of your choices. first three. Yeah, we have Toad, hmm. little Toad, uh, who's a grown man. Grown he's man, a grown man, here. grown man. Uh, Marth, I know your Fire Emblem guy. Oh yeah, okay. And Jago, Jago from Killer Instinct. I know your Killer Instinct. I guy. really like Killer Instinct. So there you go. You got a little mush- eagle. You got a little mushroom top guy little yeah. little little dwarfy man uh you got a a, a medieval-esque sword wielding shield wielding uh hero mm. and you have a very what looks to be like maybe he escaped from a prison in the south uh gentleman uh wearing facial stuff so who you got what are you gonna do yeah um so this is a, an interesting choice because because of the uh the reason that Toad was really famous at the end of last year um, comes to mind. Oh, enlighten me. Really? You missed this? I might have. There was a certain memoir by a certain porn star that compared a certain president's privates to oh, a certain dear. Nintendo character. I remember now. Indeed. <laughs> How could you forget? How could you? Uh, so I think I have to love Toad. 
really? based on that. You're going to fuck Toad. I'm going to fuck Toad. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Now, how do you think it works with him? Do you think he is the thing that's doing the like his whole? He is the piece. I mean, I he's the mushroom. I don't see much else going on. That's true. It's a very tight pantaloons. Right. Very rounded at the bottom. Yes. Not much of a crotch. <laughs> That's a better way to say it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's different down there. Mm-hmm. It's different. Uh, Jaco, yeah. I really do like as a character. He's uh, sexy. Warrior monk from Good Tibet. Um, great moveset. I always play through Jago when I play Killer Instinct. That's what you like about a lover. It's a good moveset, though. I think, I think so. But I also feel like he's really dangerous. Yeah. No, I don't doubt that. You, I mean, he, he's behind a mask. Right. You don't know much about him. You don't. No past. You know? Yeah. What's he running from? He went to be a warrior monk. He, he's not Tibetan by nature. I think he's Caucasian. So I think he ran there right. to hide from something. Yeah. So that past could catch up with him. And, and bring you down, too. Good. Could. So I'm going to have to kill off Jago. You have to kill him. Yeah. And marry Marth. Now, what, what's what's the qualities Martha has for a Martha's marriage? Martha's a leader. Martha's heroic. He's protective. Skilled with a sword. Great with a blade. And can inspire others. Yeah. So I feel like that is some great qualities to have in a partner. And to beat all handsome. Oh, yeah. Great dresser, too. Fancy. Snappy. A lot of those Fire Emblem cats are They're really super good snazzy yeah, with they're the dressing. Yeah, they great at that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's round one. All right, good job. So you're going to, uh, let's recap here. You're yeah. going to bang Toad. Bang, bang it out with Toad. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you'd just take a good look at Shirtless Jago there and just climb on up, but <laughs> Toad it is. Toad All right, is, yeah. so you're going you're gonna to kill off the Killer Instinct character Jago and marry Marth. Right. All right. All right, so time for your first set. Now, Okay. I am hoping that we didn't double up on any from last time. It's, I think it's okay if we did. I don't think I did. It's a different dynamic. But yeah. Uh, so your first is Ada Wong mm-hmm. from the Resident Evil series. Right. Captain Falcon of mm-hmm. F-Zero. Yeah. And Solid Snake from the Metal Gear series. All right. So these, these are not... Uh, are not uh, terribly easy, I don't think. It's it's versatile for yeah. sure. Um, all right, let's let's get in. Let's start with marriage. I'll start tame. Okay, I think that's a good place to start. Um, I was straight. Let's get to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. I was. You took one look at Toad, and you're like, oh, my that. man. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. So, I don't know a lot about Captain Falcon's personality. Hmm. He seems like the kind of guy that just be like super in your face. I'm like, I feel like he dresses as a superhero and doesn't really need to. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. he's just kind of a. It's kind of obnoxious. Got that Falcon punch though. That's sweet. That is sweet. Uh, he's got a sweet accent. That is. Good. That's a good point too. You're trying to sell him. I'm trying to put him down. I'm I just, just. I'm just counterpointing. I just think any like what if, you know, what if NASCAR drivers just wore tights and capes and boots? I mean, they don't need to. You know, he's just he's just flying around in his in his vehicle, yeah. doing. That, I mean, that's his whole job. Does he fight at all other than Smash Bros? Not really. No. Like, why does he have this persona? What's going on with that? Um, I feel like he just does it because he thinks like he's just always cosplaying, which kind of annoys me. Okay. Cosplay itself doesn't, but someone that feels like they have to at their job would. Okay. Uh, Solid Snake. Um, I don't know a lot about him either. Um, mm. I haven't played the games. He just he's got some mystique though. Does, does he need mystique. the eye patch? I don't know. Um, mm. Always smelling of smoke, probably very greasy. Right. Uh, sweaty a lot, probably. Sweaty a lot, and. But the thing is, he does sneak around. I know, but that kind of worries me. Right? That's what I'm saying. Sneaks around a little bit. And Ada Wong, you know, in in the 
Resident Evil games that I've played, she's always a mystery. Mm. She appears, she disappears. She's always in the same compound you're at doing something else on the map, and then you just kind of pass her, and you're like, I'm fighting off zombies, unlocking puzzles. Mm. How are you even getting around this place? I hardly trust her. Hardly trust her. Hardly. But she is attractive. She has the mystique. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of it. What is she thinking? Is she into me? She's usually wearing sunglasses. If she's even looking at me, does she care? That's kind of a conquest, right? Yeah. Kind of want her to like you. You want, you know? The chase seems fun. It does. Which is why I think, you know, and I'm not just saying it because she is the lone female on the list. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because if it's a one-time deal, you might want to go with someone else and then marry her. Okay. You know, to to lock it down, so to speak. Sure, sure. I'm going to have to just... uh, I'm going to have to lay with Ada. Okay. Okay? Lay with Ada. Yeah. Another good potential episode title. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to to put that out there lightly. Yeah. I don't want to be like, I would Ada. You know, just, I would lay with Ada. It's all fictional. I know. It's still, it's weird. And then, (laughs) I think, I would have, I mean, it's just obnoxious to me. I have to kill Captain Falcon. Oh, okay. You don't, you don't care for the, uh. Too boisterous. Okay. It's just, what are you doing? Okay. You know, you don't need all that gear. So you're choosing to marry the one who sneaks around as a vocation. I'm not saying it's a good choice. <laughs> I was in a tight spot. He you sneaks around. make it easy on you. But he goes by a snake. He you know does. what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, Which yeah, could be go. fun. Could be good for you. Could be good. You know, could have yeah. a little fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I would probably wed the snake, bang the wong, <laughs> and kill the falcon. Also, <laughs> it sounds like your title of your biography. <laughs> it does. <laughs> wed the snake, bang the wong. Yeah. Kill the Falcon. Yep. <laughs> the Travis story. The story of Ben Franklin. <laughs> All right, Jake, you're up. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Now, I did an all-female cast here. Okay, you did? I, I, I gave you one of those as well. Later. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it might be fun to, to play on that, uh, the attract, you know, what you might be more attracted to and sort of pit them together. Right. Because it's, it's a no-brainer between a lot of these, these you know, I don't really want to get down with Snake, but I, you know, I will. Sure. He's kind of, he's a little forced into the choice. But yeah, but forced into it. So here we go. Here's your three Uh, Bayonetta. Okay. Okay. Uh, Laura Croft from the modern series. Okay. And that's an important distinction, I think. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. And Joanna Dark. Joanna Dark. Perfect Dark. Mm, mm. This is a series of of very sexy ladies. They're very good looking. Yeah. 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 Very powerful. Right. Um, Very intimidating, I think. All three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, this is this is a good set. I do love Bayonetta, um, just as a character. Love the game, obviously, but as a character, very interesting. Yeah, a lot of dynamics going on. Really cool powers. Um, but once again, she's a she's a take take a bull by the horns kind of lady. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't fuck around. I I don't feel like you know not to not to answer your question. I don't think she'd take the time to deal with you at all. No, I, and I think that makes her incredibly attractive. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to think about this. So, uh, Lara Croft, also very attractive, and she feels like a more a more real, yeah, more down to earth character. Definitely she represents reality a little more than the others. Yeah, even though a lot of her adventures are some heightened reality, mm-hmm. you know, I do feel like that she has been portrayed as someone who's has some complex emotions. Sure, yeah. And I do, I do like someone who is emotionally intelligent and aware. You know, that's good. Absolutely, yeah, that's good. Uh, Joanna Dark is the one I know the least about, and I think that's on purpose. You know, she's she's secret agent. She can't be like. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, toting her wares, right? She's she's got to remain in the shadows a little bit. That's a good point. 
Um, but you know, I mean, her profession is skullduggery, man. She's, she likes, she likes the sneaky sneak. Yes. She's got the, the machine gun in the laptop. And she's all kinds of deceptive. While we don't learn a lot about her personality in those games, we have to know that she's very accomplished and very respected to be this agent and very proficient. Yes. At her job. She has a sequel. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. She got a second game. Um, man, these are good choices. Here's what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say. I feel like, the choices are a little obvious. I don't think they are. See, to me, they're they're falling into place very obviously. Okay, right now. okay. Right. So I'm eager to know. One Joanna Dark, she's dead. Got to kill her. Got to kill her gotta because kill her. she's just too scary. <laughs> she's too scary. She's too scary. You just don't know enough about her, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's just to kind of get her off the board at this picture. And I don't want her to actually die. It's just to get her off the board. Oh sure, right? Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lara Croft, marry that girl. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's she's uh, someone who can obviously handle herself, but also someone who would value a relationship. I think. I think so. Yeah, and she does, like you said, have some emotions. She she's right. ex- exemplified some aspects of love in in those games, yeah. so you know she's capable, right? Uh, and then Bayonetta just slammed that clam. <laughs> wow, you know, <laughs> wow, we can't say that. We can't make that the podcast we can. name. We cannot. Well, oh, okay. she is very dangerous, and she has oh, gun man. boots. So, just, yeah, she can step on me with them gun boots. Well, you might want to make sure they come off. I'm That's just saying, you don't want to misfire in the middle. <laughs> That's fine. It's a fine way to go. Yeah, she is. Um, she is very attractive. Uh, yeah. I would say longer legs than maybe a human being should I have. I think so. Yeah, they're definitely. It could just be the heels, you know. That's true. I don't know. That is true. Sometimes that works in their favor for their leg length. Leg length. Well, yeah. that's good. So, so you're you're going to have a fl- of a quick fling with Bayonetta, right? You're going to take Lara Croft to the wedding, yes. And you're going to just quietly dispose, quietly dispose, jo- Joanna Dark, dispassionately, no, no ill will. Okay, no ill will, just dispassionately taking her off the board. All right, let's do it. All right, so your next series, uh, so. Choice number one, Doctor Mario. Wow, accomplished so, man. This is this is specifically Doctor Mario, not Mario in general, but right, Doctor Mario. I think that's okay. Uh, Simon Belmont mm-hmm. and Commander Shepard, and I did leave this open, but I do have the picture of Fem Shep there. You do, um, just in case. But this is a this is a, a choice that you can make. Absolutely. Well, um, hmm. This is this is. Very diverse. Yes. It's a very diverse list. Yes. Uh, so Dr. Mario, very accomplished. You know, he's he's dealing in pills. You know, he's a pharmacist. Right. So the man in the coat looks good, though. The coat looks great. He's a dapper guy. Yeah. He's very respected. I don't know of anybody that's ever filed a, like a, a malpractice. malpractice suit or no. anything like that. Doesn't exist. Him. Doesn't exist. Uh, hasn't been in a game in a while, but uh, other than Smash. He's getting a mobile game. He is getting a mobile game. Yeah, there you go. Cool. So you can pill on the go. Um <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, you know, he's probably got a little bit of wealth. Yeah. He does well for himself. I think he does. Um, and then you got Simon Belmont, who's just always putting himself in danger, whipping. Always whipping, which is a little scary as a bedroom idea, you know. Also I don't a deeply religious man. Perhaps, yeah. Throwing that holy water, got mm-hmm. them bibles. You just got it, ready to go at any yeah. moment. Maybe a little too devout for me. Okay. Um, also, like I said, with that whip, I'm a little worried about the bedroom. You know, yeah, it's a chain whip. Yeah, it's not one of them fun bull whips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like a fun whip at all. Um, and then Commander Shepard, Fem Shep, uh, either Shepard, really. Yeah. Uh, you think about the Mass Effect series, a lot of flings, mm. always looking for another lover. Down, very down, down to clown on the ship. 
yeah. which I forget the name of, something with a seven in it. But yep. um, very, you know, looking for love, usually in all the wrong places. Mm. I'll say that. Maybe a little desperate even. At least that's how I found myself in that game, was just constantly looking <laughs> like for a reflection of yourself. <laughs> someone that was down to pound. I never did make a relationship work. Everybody was telling me about all their, their conquests, and I was like, how do you, what button do you put? <laughs> I can't make mine do it. So I think uh, I'm looking to, I'm going to straight up marry Dr. Mario. That seems secure. It does. Right. I feel safe. Good job, security. If I get sick, he, he could probably take care of me. He's Absolutely. got some medical knowledge. And so there's that. Um, Simon Belmont, you know, a little too rough for me. Okay. You know, I need a softer man in my life. Sure. You know, I think back to, I I said, you know, back in the day I would marry Bald Bull because I could just see us out on a farm in Texas with some cattle, living our lives. And I just don't see a future with Simon Belmont, and Mm. I don't see a bedroom with Simon Belmont, so I'm just going to have to kill Simon Belmont. It would be a tough thing to do. He's very strong. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, have to be like you have to use a gun the whip is, is yeah. too long you have for to a hide reach. all the turkey in the walls oh yeah oh yeah just let him starve to death yeah yeah <laughs> which which uh, i would have a fling with with commander Shepard because i know i know he or she is down yeah and it, you know it's okay it's like an, it's non-committal exactly right exactly and they are uh you know depending on how you create your character they can be attractive uh, sure so I'm, I'm down i'm down to get down with that well hell yeah so there we go all righty all right, you're number three. Are we on three? We're on three for We're you. Three okay, for yeah, here we go. Yeah, the third set. Now, I, I thought of some games that I know you plowed yeah, through recently, yeah. and so I wanted to pit a lot of these characters against each other. Okay. All right, so you got uh, Arthur Morgan. Mm. Sure, sure. You got, uh, how do you say that, Mora? Myra? Moira. Moira? Yeah. Is that your, is that your go-to? I, 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 do, I do main some Moira. You, well, you might be maining her again in a minute. <laughs> and <laughs> Old Man Kratos. Old Man Kratos. Yeah. Distinctively old man Kratos. Right, yeah. Not not young. Big Daddy Kratos. Right, yeah. Not the young one who would just, yeah. Right. Bang hookers to get health back. <laughs> yeah, it's... That's weird. You don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, interesting choices. I think so. Interesting choices. I'm, I'm eager to see how you go. So, you know, I don't want to get too spoilery with Arthur, because I feel like I don't want to talk about all the range of his character. Right. But as we understand him, the, the, he's an affable guy bit of an outlaw yeah some attractiveness there for sure right he's gruff living in the wilderness Mm -hmm. got the hat you know the stubble very reasonable man though yeah very affable amenable Mm -hmm. uh and that's what you want in a partner you want someone who you know still is their own person but also isn't unreasonable exactly i mean i think that's healthy moira here we go she's 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 a she's a cut from a different cloth here she's more aggressive she's more into science she's more into truth at all costs fuck peace okay i'll do i'll do what's necessary to get the job done she's more driven um so like a no nonsense no nonsense and very left-brained uh more clinical definitely um but the thing about her is she's she's someone who heals and takes away so she's got this weird balance going on so she's got a nurture quality but also a tough love quality she does okay reminds uh, me of my mother oh yeah okay <laughs> uh and then we got old man kratos who is just lived through a ton of shit he's now trying to raise his son as a single dad in the middle of norway some presumably sweden maybe finland i don't know somewhere in scandinavia and uh doesn't really know the ropes when it comes to good relationships. He's not had one. 
His dad kicked him out. Gods have tricked him. He doesn't trust anybody. He's got massive trust issues. Right. So that's that's a tough egg to crack. It's a tough egg to crack. But you want to, right? You want to help him. You want to help him grow. You want to you, you want to change him. Right. But you don't want to you don't want a project either. I don't that, know. Some, some people down. do. Some people do. Some I, people yeah, I'm not do. knocking that, even though I think it's kind of unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, so these are yeah diverse cast here. So I'm gonna have to gonna have to say kill Moira. You're gonna kill because yeah. she has uh, an element about her that's hard to trust. Maybe. Yeah. She's she's not. Uh, she, you know, eventually something I would do wouldn't go well in, in right. a relationship or or a one night stand. Right. There, there would be something that I You're walking I would on eggshells. Yeah, you don't want. Good. Yeah, I understand good. that. Uh, with Kratos, I feel like he is a long term project. Right, he is someone that would require a gentle, guiding, loving hand for many years. And you have to be there to take care of that kid. Somebody's got to help him out. Right. It's 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 hard. Single parenting is hard. So I'm going to marry that man. Okay. Yeah. You want to be a stepdad? Absolutely. It's going to be weird. <laughs> and then uh, Arthur Morgan, got to have one of them, you know, Western Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Draw a bath. One of them. Yeah. File his toes down. Bring in some whiskey. Open mouth kiss. Boom. <laughs> yeah, lick that stubble, boy. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. It's going to be, yeah, that's how that's going to go. Do you think you'll ever say lick that stubble, boy, again? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> also a good potential title for this. <laughs> Uh, we've ruined this episode. Uh, we, no, we've 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 enriched it. I tell you, each time we open our mouths, I think of how much Pam could be disappointed in us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. Okay. So your third choice, which I told you, you had an all female cast. I lied about that. I rearranged a couple. So okay, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, this your last set of choices, Samus. Hmm. I do have the zero suit here. I, yes. To help you out. Uh, Jill Valentine, another Resident Evil character. There you go. And Geralt of Rivia. My goodness. I would. I wish I could just get down with all three. <laughs> Very fantastic looking set of folks. They are beautiful people. They are, indeed. And I've actually, of all three of them, I have seen Geralt get down. Yes, you have. And I've seen him pound it. And uh, <laughs> a lot of stamina. I don't know if I got it in me. But, you know, Samus is... Uh, I... I I don't see her as sort of that uh, attractive. I mean, she is certainly, right. but uh, I've you know having played like other M and that kind of thing, uh, she's she's certainly a ruthless hero, but she's also got a very soft side. Uh huh. Okay. And she, I feel like, doesn't really um, wear her or you, wear her looks or try to use her looks to her advantage in any way. Okay. She's very focused on the job. Bit of a complex past too, right? Co- maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then Jill, I mean, this cert, this uh, version of Jill uh-huh. is very attractive. Right. Um, and I've always kind of seen all the Resident Evil characters, male and female, as being pretty right. good looking. Yeah. Uh, so no surprise there. I don't know much about her personality, though, to be quite honest. Okay. Um, I know that she is obviously an agent mm. and uh, is trying to kill zombies. Right. You know, that's great. She's very protective. Got a good job. Good. Jo- I mean, obviously got a very good job, but she could die at any minute. Right. I mean, ask could Samus. Sure. But uh, I don't know. I, th- I see Samus as, as being like almost in- cannot be killed, whereas Jill I could see maybe going down. Mm. I kind of see that mm. as being a twist they could take. You can you can kill Jill and still have Resident Evil. You, you kill Samus, there's no more there's Metroid. No Metroid. So I think Fair. Samus is safe. Jill, we, we could, you know, who knows? Maybe it's not a good good one to marry for mm. sure. Mm. And Geralt, just a sex hound, baby. <laughs> 
Good God. What a man. I mean. Thing. He's a witcher. I guess he's not technically a man. I mean, he's in the shape of a man. Yeah, he's shaped. Yeah. <laughs> and I've he's, seen plenty of it. He's got man parts. And I like what I see, yeah. Jake. I like what I see. Yeah. So this is this is what I think I'm going to do. Here we go. I'm going to fuck Geralt. That seems reasonable. Right? Right. Isn't it weird? Two of <laughs> of the more attractive video game characters ever made over there. Mm. But Geralt, I mean, I just... He kills monsters, man. That's that's hot. The notch I would put in my bedpost would be so deep. <laughs> be so deep. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta get down with Geralt for there sure. Because I know he's passionate. I mean, he's just... Oh, yeah, man. Consummate. He's got good taste, too. Like, look at the league I would be in. Oh, true. You know, look at... you know That he, elevates you. I know. I'd be like... That's oh, a win. Yeah, I'd be bragging about it everywhere. Yeah, me and Tristan Yennefer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good call back. I couldn't think of their names. <laughs> uh, I think I would just go ahead and kill Jill. Yeah. she's it's, She's got it coming. She's... Yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Spare her the suffering. Yeah. And then... Like I said, I've seen that side of Samus with the uh, other M, mm-hmm. very nurturing, soft. You said complex past, but I think she's she's perfect for the long term. I don't think she's going anywhere. Gotcha. You might not see her much. You know, she's doing space travel. Right. Or whatever, but. Busy work schedule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a busy work schedule. Not in the house much. I'm probably at home with the Metroid raising them. <laughs> but I think I'd marry Samus. There you go. I think I would. Okay. What do you think about that? that that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh,. Are are we done, or do you have one? No, more? we're done. We're done. That's we're done. it. That's it. We have loved, we have married, and we have killed. We have here on this Valentine's Day, and uh, or Valentine's week yeah. season, and we hope you don't kill anybody. Don't, but do but either do. find someone to marry or make sweet, passionate love to someone. Yeah. And if not, make sweet, passionate love to yourself. You deserve it. Light a candle and do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be any more explicit than that. Yeah, you light a candle. To and be honest, you don't need the candle. Yeah. I never really understood why anybody would light a candle to yeah. do that. Just go at yourself. <laughs> don't need fire or smells. Episode eighty six. Just go at yourself. Just go at yourself or one flesh sidekick. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm stuck on a few. All right. Well, I guess that does it for the show, Jake. Uh, welcome back. That's good to be back. And uh, I guess we'll see everybody again here in two weeks. I'm at Trav Plays Games. I'm at the McAxel. And together we are at Polykill. Until next time. Peace.